Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Well, hey, everyone, I bet you weren't expecting this. Another podcast this time in the week? No one expects the Spanish Inquisition. Holy crap, did you hear that? I did. Who is that? Now, don't be alarmed. It's not Matthew. It's not Matthew. Actually, you should be alarmed. (laughs) Everybody, stay calm. Here's what's happened. It's 2009 again. (laughs) When did we start this? Yeah, it was about, what, Four years ago? Three yeah. years ago? It's 2009 again. It's okay. All you have to do is uh, drive down and tell them that the economy is about to implode <laughs> on itself. <laughs> All right? Buy some this- Apple stock now and invest oh, in yes. gold. Ooh. Yes, that is the voice of Scroll Brian. This is the original crew. This is the original podcast people. It's, Myself, it's, Steven, it's, Rodrigo. And it's it's Super Scroll Brian, who now has all the powers of the three major spoilers people, (laughs) which really only means I can go, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Which which I was going to go with for all intents and purposes, Mm -hmm. but that hasn't really been popping up as much as as, uh, Steven. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 that's it, <laughs> yeah, 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 which is what I wanted to hear when go, you were at, screw New- yourself, man. I-, I wanted to hear that at Nerdtacular when they were doing all the catchphrases, oh, yeah, they didn't a, even, there's a number of them that I forgot, uh, I wanted future Hello, people. Hello, future people. Yeah, That's the one that right. everybody said that they wanted. So uh, so what we've done is it is now like 3, 2.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. We all just got back from seeing Captain America, the first Avenger. Yep. And uh, this uh, podcast came about because Scroll Brian called me up this afternoon and said, "Hey, are you going to the uh, to the movie tonight?" Uh, I don't my, have anybody to go with. My and... my wife said that I could come over to Hayes and and go see it with uh, you and Rodrigo, and then maybe we could record it. See, this is Brian's attempt, Rodrigo, mm-hmm. to get back into the. Podcast. I'm trying to weasel myself back in with <laughs> hot ideas, kids. Hot ideas. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's talk Captain America: The First Avenger. Oh, wait, before we do that. We got to find out what's been going on with Brian these last couple of years. Brian, mm-hmm. what's going been going on with you? What have you been doing? You're still in Salina. Still in Salina, just working, just uh, you know, working for the man. All right, we've got Fighting a, the power. Before we get to the review, we got to go ahead and do some news things or some some items of interest oh, oh, that oh, oh. Uh, uh, Brian brought in. Well, Brian did a lot more research and preparation did, for well, this no, podcast. Well, no, no, I, than I, what I we brought, did. Yeah, basically, uh, Stephen Stephen called me. Uh, <laughs> To see if I wanted to go to to see Captain America, and I was like, I was I was in a futon somewhere in Colorado, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, man, I'll drive in, whatever. <laughs> All right, live, we'll do it live. <laughs> awesome. Well, no, no, I just brought some stuff. I, I and and I went first of all wrap news. your r- news, wrap your head around the fact that I still get a newspaper what? every day. It's because my wife wants to, but right here. Listen, it's paper. Wow. <laughs> Listen. That's amazing. And, and you may... That's a great app yeah, that you, makes yeah. that paper sound. <laughs> uh, this was in the Thursday paper in Associated Press. Al-Qaeda plans cartoon film. An Al-Qaeda affiliate says it plans to roll out what some have called a Disney-like animated cartoon aimed at recruiting children to the terror network. What? Streaming on Netflix next week. Which I would watch. <laughs> Streaming on ne- Netflix next week. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll be this because because uh, 
I think there already is one of these for America. It's called G.I. Joe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Hey, hey, kids, it's fun to kill the other people. <laughs> what do you think of this, Rodrigo? Um, it it really, really annoys me. Um, I can tell. Because, yes, can you tell how worked <laughs> up I am about this? himself. That's right. It really annoys me because it shows that not even Al-Qaeda, who clearly think completely different from the people that we're used to, get it. They don't get that cartoons are just a vehicle. They think, let's reach kids, and they think cartoons. Cartoons are not just for kids. Right. The only people that get this are the Japanese, and they're too weird to count. <laughs> <laughs> now, what I love about this article, though, is the, the let me see, one, two references to Disney. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in the first paragraph, Disney-like animated film, and then in, after the second headline or whatever through it, it's a Disney-like film aimed at kids that tells the story of the prophet. Stories well, of fine holy if it's, wars. If it, it's fine if it's a story of if, if if it's a religious story, but if it's like take well, it's, up arms against the filthy white man in the American way, it's been put out by Al Qaeda, dude. There, there is there is no flying carpets in this one oh, okay. <laughs> and, right. and singing. All right, well, <laughs> or women. Well, well, there, <laughs> might, there, there might be. I mean, there might be. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. Stone them, stone them all. <laughs> you brought in something else. What's what's the deal with uh, Superman here? Oh, nothing. I brought in the Superman because... Um, this is a Captain America show, dude. Yeah, I know. But I have wondered about this. My kids have... What is that? That's a 12-inch uh, Justice League uh, animated Superman figure. These came out in the mid... Or I want to, not the mid-2000s, but around 2002, 2003. Okay. They were really popular. Okay, and, and so my kids have one of these. They have a, a Martian Manhunter. But the deal is on this one, it's it's coloring. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I didn't know, and I wanted to ask you if the, it's a coloring mistake or not, but it's Superman, red suit and everything, but mm-hmm. where the yellow or the gold is in the emblem mm-hmm. is silver. Same way on his belt. And the belt... Also silver. Yeah. And all it reminded me of, I brought it over to ask you about it, but also on the site where it's got the emblem for uh, Superman with the article about that it's being pushed back to 2013, mm-hmm. somebody down there, uh, and I liked the uh, the logo that they had there. It was kind of a steel, right, hammered right, out right, steel right. thing. But somebody later said, that's okay, whatever they do, just stay with the uh, original colors. And I look at things like this and think that I frankly prefer that coloring because the mm-hmm. yellow just always kind of looked garish and it this folds back into one thing i think marvel does remarkably well i think hats go off have to go off to their production designers because these outfits no matter how colorful they are actually mm-hmm. seem to actually exist or could exist in real life without people going huh you mean in the comics or in the movies in the movies uh-huh. I, I i really think and that's why i've always thought that i mean the batman folds into that easily because you're going to go with the dark knight and they go with the black suits and everything mm-hmm. i i just think that when you strap some guy into the superman suit it's the colors i i really think you have to change the color scheme yeah. well in regards to this color scheme if you look the boots have a, a metallic um Mm. A metallic red Finish. tint to them, too, and I think probably the briefs do, too. This is actually, I think you have a limited, I don't know if it's the limited edition, but it's a special edition of this figure. They is did it? one with Wonder Woman, uh, where instead of the gold, it was also silver. And I forget why they did it. Uh, obviously, to sell more product, but this was either a chase or a variant, but it was a limited edition. So, uh, Is this yeah, like the, Antiques Roadshow? Yes. Are, are you going to tell me it's worth $2,000? So $2, actually, I probably could look it up while you guys are <laughs> jibber, John, but... Uh, 
Um, uh, it's been loved. I don't I, think it's going to be in mint condition. This is a, uh, an all audiences show. I don't yeah. need to hear about uh, you loving something. <laughs> Uh, so what else is going on? Um, oh, and then I just brought in some Captain Americas. Oh, I w- okay. I got uh, Captain America comic books when I was younger. I think uh, we looked, or I looked at it. It's a 1982. Um, I used to. I think for about a year I got uh, Captain America, and then I switched to another thing. And and frankly, because it was such a lame comic book at mm-hmm. that point i was reading spider-man which was good i was reading um daredevil which was the frank miller run on daredevil right. which was you know each each uh issue was another part of the story and it was right. very in-depth and there wasn't you know it bad had, guy like, of nurses the, <laughs> beating the crap out of people <laughs> or bad guy of the week and uh, one thing we were talking about is the fact that with that series it was pretty much he was fighting like some guy who's trying to set the block on fire. Mm-hmm. And you know, like that, right, that, right, right. It, you know, not any kind of national emergencies here. Right. They kind of diminished the character, I think. But I just remember reading it for about a year, thinking, "Yeah, I'd spend my money on something else." I can't find anything off the uh, off the top here, but I do. I think that's like a limited or special edition uh, figure right there. So, all right. So since we're talking about Captain America, let us talk about Captain America the movie. And I'm sure you've memorized your intro to this podcast, Brian. Right? Up, up, and away. No, we're going to talk spoilers. Mm-hmm. Oh, so Russell! If you haven't, if you haven't listened, or viewed, what? or oh, read hey. the items that we talk about, has anybody noticed that I say details, and I think it should be detail. I we don't go know. into details about the topic. Ex- uh, I think it should be details, shouldn't it? Who can do this? I mean, really, what, what bugs me the most, and I probably shouldn't point this out, <laughs> is that it should be watch or listen to yeah, yeah, yeah. the items that we talk about. Anyway, we're going to yeah, talk yeah. about Captain America, so tune out now if you don't want to be spoiled. Um, I don't really understand. I don't think there's any spoilers, frankly, in it. I mean, was there well, anything that caught I mean, you off? Come on, Hugo Weaving rips off his face and he's the Red Skull? That wasn't I, a surprise to you? I thought that was Red Skelton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a sad clown. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody, no, nobody follows me on Twitter, so they, I didn't ruin the joke by tweeting that. Right. Earlier, so. <laughs> Wait, here's a Twitter just coming in. Brian just ruined that joke. Gosh darn it. No. Way to go, man. Um, yeah, really, there's, uh, I mean, I'm going to guess that most of our listeners have a passing familiarity with Captain America, Steve Rogers, mm. just like me. What do we know about Captain America? Or what do I know about Captain America? Uh, Captain America fought in World War II. Mm-hmm. He was a little weakling that took a super soldier serum that was developed and became super strong, you know, six foot high guy. In the middle of the procedure, Nazis broke in and blew up the place, killing the scientist who developed the super soldier f- serum, thus eradicating the ability to duplicate a whole army of Steve Rogers. Mm-hmm. Steve Rogers goes off and fights the war. He encounters the Red Skull and the Nazis. And then, basically, he uh, jumps up on a rocket and gets uh, blown up in space and falls down into the water where he freezes in ice for all time until he's frozen in the 1960s or 50s, depending on how you're sliding the time scale. Or 70s or or 80s and 90s. Or today he was uh, defrosted last week. And so that's... But but that's what we know, right? And so along the way, he's had some other companions, Bucky Barnes, who is his kind of like right hand man. Um, We've got Peggy Carter, who works for Shield, 
Okay, we've talked about her recently. We've got the Howling Commandos that sometimes go on missions with Steve Rogers. We got the Red Skull Professor, what's his name, Zoltar? Zola. Zola. Our name Zola. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to be big. Okay, here's the Super Soldier Serum. Um, Tom Hanks was not in this movie. And well, I that's, think, that's about all you need to know, right? I mean, if you yeah. have that, you have that. You will go into this movie and you will understand what's going on. Yeah, and I think they hit all those high points. It, what was really interesting is they hit those points in different ways, which I think they did a good job of hitting all of them and in, in, in a creative, different kind of way. Mm-hmm. Things things happen in somewhat major plot points in a different order than maybe the mm-hmm. the canon is, but I think that's fine. It doesn't it doesn't cause any problems and right. Uh, I just want to say, uh, my first take on it, was there ever a title sequence? I think it just started. No. The, they they haven't done that recently with uh, with the Marvel Studios movies. Okay. The title sequence is the closing credits. And the closing credits, I thought, were fantastic. Yeah. Now, thankfully, we saw this in 2D. Mm-hmm. But the closing credits, I would imagine, would look fantastic in 3D. Yeah. I really think they would. Uh, only because I sat through Thor in 3D and... Boy, were my eye Thor after that. Nothing. There you go. There's your re- Matthew reference for the uh, for the show, everybody. Lady. Um. So, Rodrigo, over. Let me, let's get an overall impression of the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm sorry, I don't do impressions. Here's <laughs> my overall impression of the movie. Oh no, I'm Steve Rogers. I'm so skinny. Oh, hello, Steve Rogers. I give you an injection. Oh, I am strong now. Oh no, you are dead. Ah, boo, I am the Red Skull. <laughs> me too anyway um i liked it yes everybody knew that was coming and i liked it ryan what about you <laughs> i just want to make sure i wasn't offending anybody here <laughs> no i, re- I what well, i will go and say in the morning i take a glance at brian and he's <laughs> sniffing his shoe i took my shoe off i thought i'm in somebody else's house it'd be a polite thing to make sure that i wasn't making this small room oh, okay uncomfortable right. for anyone else all right um i would say i really <laughs> liked it um and again now you're in this room you're probably the biggest captain america fan right i i don't know about that because like i said i i read the captain americas when i was young right but was, Did you read that ed brubaker run I'm not even sure who wrote these. Oh, but I'm talking about the more recent one. The yeah, one, like, uh, like the one where he run. dies at the end. No, you know, I did go through... Um, I think there was a trade at the library, and I read mm-hmm. through that. Um, I don't know. I, like I said, I think that the Captain America character, it's almost kind of like Superman in that there's a limit to what you can do with it because it's always supposed to be a positive. And, you right, know, right. I mean, there, there's not too much depth um the only thing really about the recent captain america stuff is i do kind of like the idea that bucky became captain america so they could take it in a different direction in the suit right. and then I, I i really thought that the character design for the uh, su- um steve rogers super soldier or whatever he became whatever they right. were calling him afterwards i liked that but i think everything's he's going yeah, back. now he's back. Now yeah. he's back as regular Captain America. So yeah. just they, in time for the movie. Hey, new number one came out last week. Amazing. And now we're in the theater. So what did you think of the movie? Are they retconning? They're killing his parents? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> his adoptive parents and yeah. making him broody? Yes, exactly. I thought the movie was really good. Um, again, the titles, bam, you're right into it. 
the effect of taking Chris Evans and making him small mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was amazing. I thought. Yeah, I mean, now, you, there, I'm I'm watching that thing looking for a problem. There's only uh, the there's this technique in Hollywood, and they've been using it for years to slim people down and to for trim models. the fat. Well, but yeah, it came from that, and it's basically Photoshop. It's rotoscoping. But yeah, they actually everything that we saw of Chris Evans skinny is Chris Evans just shrunk down digitally, right? Mm-hmm. And wearing some baggy clothes and thinning out his face. The only time that it's Chris Evans' head stuck on somebody else's body is when he's on the table and we see the um, uh, bare-chested Steve Rogers on the table. That's somebody else's body mm-hmm. that they digitally implanted on there. But everything else, that's him. That's all digital magic. And I thought it, that worked really well except for... The voice I thought was a little yeah. bit too deep for that mm-hmm. skinny of a body. And, and and see that's the thing. If I didn't know, if I hadn't seen uh, on the internet or something where they were explaining how that Major was done, spoilers, that, that's exactly okay. probably where I saw it. Because <laughs> is there any other place on the web? No, apparently, not. My, apparently mine not. launches and just it's right there. <laughs> so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but if I hadn't known that that's that was really him, because he talked about he really wanted to do these things, and they figured out a way to do it rather than having another actor. Um, that would have disturbed me because I would have said, oh, that's clearly a different actor, right. and they've just overdubbed his voice into right, it. Right, right, right. Because it is, they they should have taken it up a couple octaves. Yeah, yeah. Because it really is kind of weird. Did that bother you, Rodrigo? It, it did. The first time he talks, he's like, hello, yeah, chocolate rain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby. Okay, yeah. so um, we, we get... Basically, the Steve Rogers has been rejected by the army. The, he's four F mm-hmm. until he runs into uh, Mister Scientist German guy, mm-hmm. who says, "I believe in your Steve Rogers." And then another strong performance by Stanley Tucci. Yeah, can we all say so? Tucci? I, pro- I probably Tucci. can't because I mispronounce everybody's hmm. names. I thought it was Tucci. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he thought he thought it was Toluca. Ah, <laughs> oh, that. <laughs> Would That's you, would, Steno Toluca. Would you like some beans and some tortillas? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I thought he, I thought he did a good, I thought he did a good job, and I think that in the first half of the movie, that's where the heart is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is him and his relationship with uh, Steve Rogers. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets most of the good jokes in the movie. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean they they could have camped him. I, I was kind of concerned there was on the verge of camping it a little bit with him, but they never really... I thought he was maybe a little over the top yeah. on the campy side. That was my only complaint about his performance. I mean, he had some good stuff to say, mm-hmm. but then at the same time, it's like, oh, comedy relief. Yeah. 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 Um, and same way with the Howard Stark character. I kind of felt the same way. Um, that's... And I have to look. That's not the same Howard Stark that we saw in the um, film reels no. in um, Iron that, Man 2, is it? No, that, that Howard Stark is a guy uh, on Mad Men, isn't he? Uh, it's, a, it's an actor oh, that's it? from Mad Men. Oh, yeah. okay. okay. Yeah. I kind of wish they would have kind of kept that in continuity a little yeah. bit. But, you know, we've got a whole different... Uh, well, he had to be roadie. really young, Yeah, he was though, lots younger, yeah, too. Yeah. To be in, in, in World War II. Um, okay. Uh, so when we get into the actual meat of the story, Captain America dons the traditional costume. Well, he goes out and, and, um, um, doesn't impress his, uh, who's, who's the general or the commander that's in charge? The general uh, Tommy Lee Jones. General Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, did he get a name? Did you mention his name, Brian or not? Oh, I'm sure he's got a name. I don't remember it. Um, it's just Tommy Lee Jones, dude. 
Tommy Lee Jones is in the house. Yep. <laughs> he just yeah, plays Tommy Colonel, Lee Jones. Colonel uh, Chester Phillips is his name in the movie. Yeah, um, I, 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 I really sure. thought he did an... I mean, Tommy Lee Jones, I think, really did an excellent job. He had some good lines that came natural from a character like him, this gruff military guy, doesn't want anything to do with Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers gets promoted, and he goes on a USO tour, basically. Now, mm-hmm. see, that that was something that I'm not familiar with being part of the original probably not not, but i thought that was because because when that starts i'm kind of like okay where's this going Mm -hmm. yeah and and i thought it was really i mean that's a really well thought out thing that probably would have happened is is that he becomes just uh, 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 that that is a that is simultaneously that that is a good modernization of it while simultaneously playing to the 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 appeal of of that old war mentality yeah because it's like well we got to get him in the stupid costume but everybody knows it's stupid it's it's the thing with superman you know where it's like well we all know that this costume actually looks really stupid right but it's superman so we have to get him in it with captain america they were like well let's put him in the captain america let's all concede that it's stupid and then we'll just but move on a, from there. But it's a costume for right. entertainment it's a costume for, for It's a costume well, for the USO show. Yeah, and, and that's one thing maybe we haven't explained if people haven't seen it. Yeah, he becomes he becomes a, a tool for the marketing of right. war, war bonds. bonds right. And we see him go through several performances, and he gets much better and at we it. we get to see him punch out Hitler. That's great. That, because they show it over and over and yeah, over yeah, again yeah. on the stage. He punches out another actor that's supposed to be sneaking up on him as Hitler, which is a nice nod to the, yeah, the cover, cover of yeah. of him hitting Hitler. But you, you get to see him become more and more comfortable with it. And they do a good job over the course of the movie, I think, showing Chris Evans. I think he does a good job of, of showing how he's uncomfortable with his yeah, role and right. getting more comfortable with it. But. Yeah, finally he gets kind of slapped in the face with everything. He they do a USO show in uh in the theater Somewhere in Europe. Yeah. And uh the Ardennes. And the and the real soldiers aren't having much to do with it. They don't yeah. want to see him. And then they get taken out by Hydra soldiers. Now, I was very concerned that Captain America wasn't going to be fighting Nazis. And sure enough, he fights Nazis, but they are a branch of the Nazis called the Hydra, mm-hmm. which, okay, I I think they made it work enough to where we did see some Nazis, we do get some references to Hitler, we do get, you know, that kind of stuff, and so I think in the end that, that worked mm-hmm. enough, right? Um, and then, uh, you know, Bucky Barnes is in the 107th, and they, he may have been captured and may have been killed, and... And the colonel says, no way, you're not going to do anything, and he does it anyway. Yeah. Well, and one of the things you have to point out, too, is Bucky Barnes in this iteration is much older than the Bucky Barnes you're familiar with. It's not a young... Yeah. He's, a, he's not a 12-year-old kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's the and, same age as, as uh, Captain America. Same age, or almost, almost comes older, off as older. Yeah. 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 Well, my thought and who was. really and, and, this is, and this is something I want to get into in just a, a little bit, but he is... In Steve Rogers' circle, the big man. He's the big mm-hmm. man on campus. He's the one that gets the girls, that gets everything that goes his way. He gets promoted to, uh, was it sergeant, or was he a corporal when he got promoted right into the Army before he shipped out? Uh, I think it was sergeant. They and him sergeant. he is expecting all great things. Everything just comes to him. And then when Steve Rogers or Captain America busts into this Hydra um, factory camp and saves Bucky, Bucky is just kind of like, why is this happening to you and why are you rescuing me and why am I 
the person who doesn't have these kind of powers, right? Um, but also we found, we see Bucky on the table and never explained what's going on. Yeah, see, so he busts in. And this, gonna, this is what I was. This is what I was going to get to. Uh, Captain America goes through the factory. He's freed a bunch of soldiers, and there's an, a, when we get into problems of the movie, I'll talk about this. But he frees all these captured soldiers. They're busting out. He goes and finds Bucky. He's laid out on a table. There's some kind of. Uh, I don't know device apparatus. Well, he's stra- he's, he's still strapped, strapped down, down yeah. which which to me indicated that they've been doing something to right, him. Right, right, right. Yeah. And um, my first thought was, oh, and again, me not knowing anything about Captain America continuity, they're prepping him for Winter Soldier. No, that's exactly what I thought too. When he, when he finds him on that, that that was my thought is that this is going to be. That they they were trying to turn him or something we'll find out later. Uh, later in the movie, we see him uh, acting as a sharpshooter, mm-hmm. and he sights in Captain America first, right. then goes up and shoots the Hydra. So I really I, I felt those were if they're not nods to that, then that's they're nice red herrings. And but, even mm-hmm. the part where you know he falls off the the train into the this ravine, yeah, lost, and yeah. uh, you know, to me, if as I remember it, that's how. As people have told me, that's how the Winter Soldier's backstory was was well, you, done. We we all read it, did we? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I remember I I got through about oh, four yeah. issues of that book, and I was like, I really don't care for this. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, and so you I did. Set it, set it aside. So I yeah. flipped through it, but Bucky. Uh, the only difference is that uh, Bucky in the original story falls off the bomb or gets right. blown off the bomb into right. the Atlantic, North Atlantic, or something essentially, and and then I guess and I don't know much about Winter Soldier except for what I've just pieced right. together off of Wikipedia. But then the Russians get him and they ma- they build him stronger than he was before, bigger, stronger, faster mm-hmm. with a big metal arm. That's Kevin Smith's B- Bionic Man coming next month from Dynamite Entertainment. Well, no, but Bucky's got a bionic arm. Does yep. he? Right. Yeah. Yeah, he lost an arm What'd you, in the what'd you think of the Bucky character? Um, I thought it was... It, it was an interesting choice to... And I think... I, I, I do think that that is clearly... You know, having him on the table like that, and they were like, okay, well, if we ever do anything with this, then we've set it up. If not, right. we yeah. don't ever have to go anywhere near this again. Okay. Um... I thought, other than that, he's really just there to provide that flip, mm-hmm. you know, first, and basically, it's not even about him, you know, Steve Rogers is a little tiny wimp, and you have to, and you compare him to Bucky, and then eventually he becomes a super duper badass, and you once again go back, <laughs> go back to your control specimen mm-hmm. and say, okay, mm-hmm. he is now more badass than Bucky. Uh, okay, so then uh, as the story moves and progresses, uh, they discover this power plant that, or power plants, six of them that. Um, wow, uh, you were watching six, you know. Th- I only looked at it briefly. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, that they have to go in and take out all these plants. And so then we get this super fast, rapid montage of Rogers and the Howling Commandos going through and just blowing up factory after factory. Mm-hmm. Red Skull is angry. Um, and, and of course, awesome at this car. point, he's already ripped off his his ma- his face that we've seen in the trailers, and reveals himself to Rogers as you know what's happened. And um, now, I didn't is is that consistent though with the backstory of no, the Red, I don't think Red so. Skull? What I, I didn't know from now, from what I again know that that is what happened is that he was a super soldier serum German version 
and it wasn't quite perfected, and that's how he became that way. Now, somebody else is probably listening to that going, no, no, that's not how it happened. But that's how I remember well, it. And what, so what, it played off well here in this one. Once it hits film, that is the way it happened. True. I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, everything well, I will be changed. I, I guarantee you more people uh, will see the Captain America movie this weekend than have read Captain America in the last year. Yeah. Uh, well, sure. We'll do that. I so. mean, all you have all you have to do is go back and look at the porn parodies. Oh, yeah. Like, the Superman porn parody, 100% Christopher Reeve Superman porn parody. Right. It doesn't matter what's happened in the comics ever at any given point. That's what people remember. Yeah. Um, instead of a rocket this time that's going to be sent to uh, destroy America, it is these uh, uh, weapons being powered by the uh, Cosmic Cube. The Cosmic Cube. The Tesseract. Okay, well, yeah, see, and that's the thing. I knew that's what that was, or I knew what that's that's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, from, actually, the Avengers cartoon, <laughs> the Cosmic Cube. But I don't think, do they ever actually... They never say the words cosmic. Cube. No, he no, called they never it the, say. He said it was the tesseract that was in old Odin's vault. Okay. And at one point, I, th- I in um in the Thor movie, as they're going into the vault, um, they do this pan across all of these items. You get to see uh, Doctor Strange's uh, eye amulet, I have Anubis or whatever it is, Agamotto. And then as you're passing along, you see the Infinity Gauntlet is there. And then one of them is empty, and a lot of people are like, oh, I wonder what was there. And there's something else different that's powering the um, the Destroyer. I don't think mm-hmm. that's the Cosmic Cube, but I think that missing piece is supposed yeah. to be the Cosmic right. Cube, because at the end well, of the Thor yeah. movie, mm-hmm. they say, we found something interesting. <laughs> yeah. You know. Not quite like that, but you get the idea. <laughs> that, that was that was an awful, awful movie. <laughs> Are you sure you saw the right one? <laughs> but instead of... Did you see the Richard, Richard Greco one that's on Netflix? I saw the Harrison Ford on... Um, the, um, uh, instead of a rocket that's going to de- deliver mayhem to America, it's these weapons, but... Uh, the delivery method are these giant airplanes or this giant airplane with these mini planes a- attached. And, of course, that leads to a big battle. Pow, 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 pow. Fighty, fighty. Uh, Captain America decides that he's going to... Uh, the only way that he can save the day, except by flipping the off switch, is to crash the plane into the uh, far north Atlantic. Yeah, and, and he goes in at a pretty steep angle. I was sitting there thinking, well, if you, <laughs> gli- if you were much. just to glide it in, <laughs> you might you might have a better chance, buddy. Maybe at the last minute he pulled up. I don't know. But he does get frozen in ice and then uh, awakens 70 years later. Now, here's the thing that – now, I've got a couple of questions, and these may all be problems. First one is um, the beginning. The beginning starts near the end. Mm-hmm where they discover this frozen plane in ice and they see the shield. And then we go, and I think people have seen this. I think this was on the internet. I know we had it on the major spoiler site. Um, they see the shield and then that kicks us into the giant flashback. Right. And of course we don't see Captain America's body in that ice. Um, but to me that I like how it was done, but at the same time, for the rest of the movie, again, knowing how Captain America turns out, knowing that he's going to be in the Avengers, no time was I ever concerned about the safety of of this character. Mm-hmm. No time was I ever worried that he was going to be injured, hurt, or killed when the plane crashed. Yeah. Did, you, did that bother you guys? It didn't bother me because basically, clearly, everyone else was fair game. I mean, was Peggy going to make it? 
from the beginning? I don't know. She's in she's in the comics. Well, she just died in the comics, but yeah. Well, yeah, I, everybody's I, in the comics, Stephen. Everybody <laughs> dies and everybody comes back. Movies are a little different. They don't have the budget yeah, to keep yeah. making movies where people keep dying and coming yeah. back. Um, but the no, Whistler I think keeps showing up in Blade. So, but I, I think it goes back to what you guys were talking about on the Queen and Country um, one, and you were talking about uh, the record breaking Harry Potter. Right. Everybody goes in knowing yeah. how that ends. I don't think it had an impact on it. I don't think I was worried about it it was it was more along the lines of that's interesting how they interpreted that and they did it differently what the nice thing that i saw in this one was not um and it's a criticism i have for um uh watchman that was that there was such a slavish devotion to the source material mm-hmm. which which is different because that did have a source yeah, material a yeah but um with this they you know they took the basics but then they kind of tweaked the basics and i think it was good because again you know what's going to happen right but that was different he was in an airplane or he flew the giant wing airplane that was destined for new york mm-hmm. with its bombs and he flies it into the north atlantic and and then it freezes yeah, and, yeah. and then we see him again yeah yeah um were there any other problems that you guys had any plot holes things that you didn't like things that you wish they would have expanded upon more rodrigo um not really i mean there were there were some moments where um, my uh, disbelief was getting a little tired of flapping its wings, but not, <laughs> not, not to the point where I was like, "Nope, I'm out." Okay, you know, at any given thing, I thought honestly, I was pretty happy with it. I think that they made a lot of strong choices. Um, I think that they left a lot of stuff open without it being like your Pirates of the Caribbean words are like, let's go find Captain Jack Sparrow. You know, that guy we hate. Right, right, right. Um, uh, they, you know, really was, was the movie like that? I haven't seen it. It sounds like a musical. The, the (laughs) the second Pirates of the Caribbean just ends totally on a cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah, uh, It's it's awful. Yeah. Yeah. And the third Um, one isn't that great either. So yeah, no, um, but you know, for example, the whole like uh, the way the Red Skull gets gets taken out, they use the same uh, effect as the teleport from mm-hmm. Thor. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, he probably just got teleported somewhere else, right. or maybe he's dead. They might never use him again. Like, well, but see, there that's were so kinda, many. That's kind of nice they, about that. Yeah, because exactly. Matthew says you can't build continuity into films between all these films. There's no way you can build a world building. Mm-hmm. But I, I actually think they did do some world building. They were making certain references that tied back into other movies. The fact that the super soldier serum was destroyed led to the events that happened in the um, um, Ed Norton Hulk, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're trying to redevelop that. A derivative of that created um, Abomination before he was Abomination. And I had said when that Hulk movie came out, and what was that? What was his name before he became Abomination? Emil. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bronsky. Bronsky. Blonsky. Blonsky. Before he goes full on out monster, there's a scene where he and the Hulk are fighting, and I remember watching that and going, you know, if they do Captain America just like we're seeing Blonsky fight, then Captain America should be an awesome movie. And you know what? They kind of made that mm-hmm. connection. They well, made the moves and the actions and the fight sequences, the or the powers. I guess we should say the enhancements that. Uh, uh, Steve Rogers had the same as what they had in that other movie. We see a lot of references to um, the World of Tomorrow Expo, the, the Stark Expo that mm-hmm. was going on. 
carried over in Iron Man 2. We see references to Thor, the teleportation, that we know that maybe Red Skull isn't it. Maybe that's going to be something important. And, and so right. I think that there is some kind of a universe building going on between the movies, although how they're going to explain away all those appearances of Stan Lee, first as a general, then as a mailman, <laughs> then as a pedestrian who gets hey, saved by uh, it's a super scroll. It's a super I'm sure that's it. I thought that there being one guy in New York who has every job worked pretty well in Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, what about you, Brian? Anything that you saw was a, was a problem? No, I didn't. Um, one of the, well, I take that back. The first half of it, or the first part of the movie had a lot of heart. And then, uh, and I think that had to do with the relationship between the doctor and, and Steve Rogers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he gets killed. And then I, I really think there is, it's really strong that he goes out on the USO tour and, you know, he's like, this isn't what I was meant to do. And that's got right. some heart. Um, when we get to the fighting, it is kind of, you know, bam, 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 bam. And, right. and, and then the, the last fight is good. There's a lot of good visuals in the last, mm-hmm. uh, fight with, uh, Red Skull. Um, so probably maybe it kind of blurred together a little bit for me in, in all of the fighting sequences in the, in the middle. But one thing you, you keep referring to, I thought that the, it was very well done how we never see the red skull as the red skull until well into the movie right they do a lot of we see victor hugo hugo weaving, weaving yeah. and we see the scar mm-hmm. uh, we see him adjusting yeah adjusting and stuff but we he clearly doesn't have the mask on at times but we never see him yeah, we see him in silhouette the, the yeah, guy yeah. the I, guy I really is painting like yeah and all you see is he's the painting red, the yeah. red skull and all you look down at the paint palette when uh what's his name zolar Zola. 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 Comes in and he looks down at the paint and it's all just red paint. But and we, I thought and, that was really good. But and they also never took the shot of the painting. Right, right. I mean it, they right. you know, they did they could have done that. We don't see him, but you mm-hmm. know, they could have let us in a little mm-hmm. bit, a little bit, a little bit. But I you know, I think they knew that people know what he's gonna be. Right. And they did a nice job of simply holding it back until a little later. There were a lot of foreshadowing elements that we're hitting hitting you upside the head at times with a baseball bat. Yeah. Um, I think most people got and have seen in the trailer where the wimpy Steve Rogers is getting beat up in the alley and he holds the trash can lit up. Yeah. And people are like, oh, I get that. That's the shield, right? But then, you know, at the very beginning of the film, they're talking about Hydra. And when he first uh, gets the cosmic cube, he shoots the old man and blood splatters on his chest. And you pan down to the Hydra emblem and the skull part is covered in red hot mm-hmm. red skull uh later when uh steve rogers is chasing the nazi who killed uh killed the uh, head scientist he uh picks up the door of the cab and it's got a, a big, big star, star on it yeah. and so there were all those kind of things that it was just like i i like that but at the same time it's like wow could you be any more subtle in in what you're trying to do here i think it would have been awesome if if at during that chase chase if perhaps a pigeon had got winged or, or you know maybe shot oh, and yeah, its feathers would feathers were it on would his come head and it would have blended into his hair on the sides of his head that would have been awesome <laughs> <laughs> and then if he had like jumped and some people were holding paper bags yeah. and his feet go through them so that he would have those like corsair boot things <laughs> well, going what, what was it um there is it 
Seven Eleven or somebody that had a, a tie into oh, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. it's the construction worker running yep. through, and yep. things splash on him, and mm-hmm. at the end of it, he's 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 kind of looks yeah. like Captain yeah. America's suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that'd been that great. was really cool. Um, <laughs> the one thing that kind of bothered me during the action sequences at the end was uh, during the liberation of the first, we'll call it POW camp slash factory. The first time Captain America is in action. Right. As Captain America. As Captain America. He liberates the soldiers, and as they're doing so, they grab some of the Hydra weapons, the Hydra tanks, and they liberate those weapons. And Mm -hmm. they actually use those weapons against Hydra in their main escape. And I think that's a cool effect. When it it hits people and they turn to ash. It was very cool. cool, But (laughs) you now have these weapons. Why are you not using these weapons as you go and attack the other factories? Why, when the big last wave attack against the the factory is going on, and you're killing these Hydra soldiers, you leave them laying on the ground, you're not picking up their weapons and turning their weapons against you, clearly these are superior firepower, you you should be using that. And and I thought the same thing, and then right after I thought that, um, a couple scenes later, there's, um, what's the guy with the mustache and the bowler? Uh, Dum Dum Dugan? Yeah, he's holding one. Right in 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 one of those scenes and and is firing it. Okay. So, but yeah, I, I thought the same thing. It's like, yeah, I would well, I, I would not let one of those out of my hands. Right. And that and that and that final battle, you do see a couple of guys shooting those, and but there's like an equal number of of yeah. soldiers to Hydra, so they're like shooting back and forward. The I mean, would you really let go of your machine gun for three seconds yeah. to pick up another weapon? Yeah, I suppose. But it just seemed like they were running by a lot of potential weapons that they could use uh, at their disposal. And, yeah. Um, but you're right. I did like the disintegration effect. And I fully expect there to be a crap ton of tutorials to pop up all over the Internet in the next couple of weeks showing you exactly how to do that in Adobe After Effects with products from videocopilot.net. <laughs> There's three plugs right there. There you go. Um, ching None of them are sponsoring this episode, by the way. And oh, by the way, somebody did write me the other day and said, oh, uh, uh, I want to advertise. Can you get back to me? And I'm sorry I haven't gotten back to you yet. Mm-hmm. But for the rest of you, thank you so much for your donations. Two, five, ten dollar a month recurring are great, as are the one-time donations. Fully appreciated. Now back to our discussion. Mm. Uh, we return you now to Lawrence Welk in the greatest <laughs> hits of Lawrence Welk on PBS. The the things about the story, I, the story to me doesn't have any major holes. Um, no, it, it, I it mean hit, it really doesn't. I mean there are these little annoying bits. Yeah. Well, for me, it it hit on everything it needed to hit on. There wasn't any clunkers that stood out and made me notice them. Um, I think most of the time I spent appreciating that. In, I mean, they're using the the right effects to give you the warmth mm-hmm. color. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the coloring of the World War II stuff is nice. It's yeah. almost it's not a sepia tone, but I right, mean, it's right. like that. It's warm. Um, it's yeah. it's very warm. The effect that makes him small, I thought, worked really well. And like I said, the voice was kind of odd, but the all of the stuff that they did, and again, going back to their production design, I think they did a really good job. The only one thing I would say is that when Captain America first goes out to fight um, when he when he's had enough of being a marketing tool and goes mm-hmm. to fight he's wearing a combat helmet right. that, that has been used in the USO show so it's got a, a, Blue, a right. and he's got the goggles I liked that as his headpiece better than what mm-hmm. they end up with as yeah. the costume. I you, thought th- I thought that and, that and helmet, if you notice they they lose that pretty quickly yeah. also. Yeah. And that's because 
in movies you can't have masks. Yeah. Well, the, the, I guess what my question would be, and and I understand they had to get to that from merchandising as well, because right, right. you can't sell these two pieces. But everybody knows who he is. So yeah. why would he bother with a mask? Now the goggles would well, make sense because you would use them maybe to protect sure. your eyes in fighting. But uh, well, the mask. The only thing that you could think of is the material that Stark has built. Built. He says it's it should protect you from any. Um, Stabs. Blade weapons. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's to protect his face from a bullet would, weapon or anything like that. That's the only thing I could think of. But, you know, uh, the first costume, the leather jacket with the the, yeah. the khaki pants and the helmet and everything, uh, it's not quite Ultimate Captain America when we first saw Ultimate Captain America. It's pretty close. It's pretty close. And I really, really like that design, mm-hmm. especially when he's wearing the flam uh, the costume captain america the uso costume with the star underneath i mm-hmm. think that worked really really well yeah mm-hmm. the kevlar denim costume works and i understand that that's the next you know the iteration that you're going to and then today uh yesterday depending on when you're listening hello future feature people uh marvel has been unveiling uh this concept art these concept art posters that are leading up to the avengers so today we saw iron man but we also saw um, Captain America in a more rubberized, armored suit mm-hmm. that is very much like what we see in the, not the chainmail uh, that we see in the comics, but what people would expect to be in that universe of right. Marvel movies. Yeah. Um, but man, I really like that. Especially know, with I the did. classic shield and everything. I, well, I really like that. And and they, they had leaked a lot of pictures, and I think the first oh, pictures yeah, yeah. that had come out were the where he's on the motorcycle and he's mm-hmm. in the leather. And, and that does... Again, it gives the nod to the costume, but it does bring it into a real world. You could see somebody wearing that and not mm-hmm. think, mm-hmm. wow, that's yeah, totally that's really weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh, with, with the mask, the whole thing with the helmet mask concept is that I, you know, I, I kind of think at some point um, he and Bucky are on a train, they're fighting, mm-hmm. and uh, they're trying, it's a trap. And Bucky gets uh, <laughs> essentially, <laughs> Bucky essentially gets blown out of the, uh, a hole in the thing, right? And and Steve Rogers, Chris Evans comes, pulls the mask off and throws it away. And I was really waiting for somebody to go, "You're Steve Rogers," because <laughs> what what it's is Harrison a mask for? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what what's the mask about? But you know, yeah. But the the have you guys ever seen the one with? Uh, J.D. Salinger's son is Captain America. Yeah, that's just out on DVD now from Warner Home Direct, where you can actually order it, and they burn the disc, they burn the movie for you. Yeah, I've seen the uh, mm-hmm. I've seen the trailer for that. I don't. That one was not released in America, if I remember, I because saw, it was so bad. Yeah. Now you may have seen it in other places, but uh, Red Skull in, is Italian in Bangkok. When I was in Bangkok, I saw yeah, it. Yeah. Too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You and Nick Cage. Oh, that is such a bad movie. Oh, ba- Bangkok, you, dangerous. oh Bangkok Dangerous is awful. Nice. That no, is a, uh, I'm not surprised. A, that is a remake of. Uh, I don't care. Another film. Somebody has to stop him. I mean, th- this is a person. <laughs> I think he stopped himself. He's, well, th- well this, he's got Ghost Rider two coming out. Uh, this, this is a person. I mean, you, you, train wreck. And and we're getting off here, Nick Cage. Or if you're listening, Nicholas Cage, stop you, it. Yeah, yeah. To your uh, major spoilers. Yeah. I just listened to your podcast, and I'm <laughs> sorry that I've disappointed you. I will try better. The, the I, have, I have just bought the rights to major spoilers. <laughs> no, he, I sold he's, my only copy of Action Comics number one. Nicholas Cage as Matthew. <laughs> All, the only really thing, Nicholas every time Cage. I see him in a movie, I can sit there and say, 
I, I can truly see him acting. I can truly see him trying to bring something weird, unique, or right, quirky right, right, right. to mm-hmm. the character. And in of of all the things in Kick Ass, I thought he was the weakest part. Mm. I thought the bad guy was really good. I thought the kid, his kid, was kind of weak. I thought everything, and then then Nicholas Cage shows up, and I'm like, he's just distracting. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But anyway, the, that's the only thing that he's been decent <laughs> in. I thought was adaptation. Yeah, well, when when he's in a light comedy, mm-hmm. he actually is pretty good. But he's trying to do all these. I mean, he's Steven Seagal at this yeah. point. He's just doing really he's bad. big and bloated, and as a deputy sheriff. Yeah, there you go. And a ponytail. <laughs> um, you know, going back to Captain America. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, Oddly enough, one of the Hydra soldiers in in the full regalia, <laughs> Steven Seagal. <laughs> I actually like those Hydra costumes. I'm yeah. glad they weren't green. Oh yeah, uh, no, those were awesome with the it, yeah, yeah the whole the masks black, and goggles whole, and stuff. Um, That's cool. Again, production design, BDSM. yeah, production just, design. The in the Marvel universe in movies, production the production design is almost always spot on. Yeah, yeah. They crank out a movie that is not a clunker. Um, the the design is made so that it looks realistic. You're not mm-hmm, looking at mm-hmm. it going, this is stupid. Right. And I never saw Green Lantern, but everything that I saw of Green Lantern, I'm like, man, the graphics are as important as Ryan. Right, right. Ryan Reynolds. Right. Ryan Reynolds. And and you don't see that with Marvel. And I, and I think that's one thing that DC has to look at is that Marvel is taking these characters off the page and putting them in a real-world situation, right, right. and you're not going, oh, man, that's totally stupid. Right. People, people would be noticing that guy and making fun of him. If there was one thing that I wish could have been tweaked or modified in this movie, I wish it was more of a war movie. You know, because when it comes to taking down the factories, I was really expecting where Eagles Dare kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, not something that's just like boom, 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 but, you know... Give me the dirty dozen. Give me. Well, we'd already been there for like an hour and a half. I yeah. know, but still, that was it, it, that is the uh, whole movie moved very quickly for mm-hmm. two hours, right? Oh, yeah. And so, but I thought that the editing was was very quick. It's very action oriented. It doesn't really give you a lot of time to just slow down and drag, which again well, is nice. But at the same time, I didn't get this epic war movie kind of feel, which and, is what I kind of would have liked at the end. And you certainly they they I, in my opinion they kind of gloss over the Howling Commandos. Yeah, they do. Well, I mean. Sure. I mean, they're, they're really, like, no, the, the Howling Commandos. Hours, Brian, the Howling <laughs> Commandos are more of a nod than an actual thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, uh, oh man, we're getting at the uh, time here. Um, l- any other thoughts that you guys want to provide before we get the uh, final grade uh, recommendation? They had the bass cranked, man. I, I was ex- the I was expecting the theater to be bouncing. luckily hip-hop hadn't been invented yet c to the a to the the pda man but samuel l jackson does walk in at some point so you expect this uh, twice even and yes do stay till the end of the credits although we've seen the leaked version of that up on online already thank you right spoilers and it is it's it's funny because previously we've gotten like actual scenes Mm -hmm. but this one is like a this one's basically a trailer it is a trailer yeah um, I will say one thing, speaking about trailers, we saw the Mission Impossible, new Mission Impossible trailer. Right. I am so, so sick of that fast fade to black yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. Yeah. It is like migraine inducing. <laughs> I really hate it. It's like, I know that you want to show cool things and at the same time conceal things, but 
constantly fading to black makes me feel like I'm having a seizure. <laughs> like, you can just do sharp cuts. It's okay. Yeah. I know it's fashionable to fade to black. Right. And also for all the trailers to basically have this noise four times. Done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Yeah, people at home are enjoying that one. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. So, but, Brian, the, but Brian, I'll tell you the other thing, though. Okay. In, in the Mission Impossible trailer, which, which again, I've, you know, you, Tom Cruise has got his baggage. I think that that'll be popular. People will forget oh, all yeah, his baggage. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks slick. It looks good. Mm-hmm. But the... the um, what do we call it now? I mean, it, it was used so much by the guy who's going to be directing the next Zack Snyder. The oh, normal time, down. fast, slow. I actually yeah. kind of wish there was some some more of that in Captain America. But see, they did that. They did it a few times. They didn't yeah. overdo it. But there were a few times where I wish there were some some Guy Ritchie, Zack Snyder moments. In yeah. A little bit more. But eh, it's okay. Yeah. So bottom line, Brian, uh, give us a final evaluation, recommendation to our Oh, I listeners. would say, yeah. You're going to go see it. No matter what we say here. It's part of the Marvel Universe. If I mean, to know what's going on and all the in jokes when uh when avengers comes out you're going to want to see it because you know all of these are pieces of a puzzle and i may be giving them more credit than they're due but i do think that there are things in all of these that are puzzle pieces that they're building towards which is why an avengers movie is actually happening will be on screens Mm -hmm. next year and a justice league movie will never be done because i don't think and and it's not necessarily attack i see marvel on my dc (laughs) brothers well marvel and well marvel was doing this ahead of being the acquisition by uh walt disney and everything so really all disney needs to do is stay out of the way and let them do this. But right. I think, go see it. I think it's really strong that they did it in uh, the 1940s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it would have been odd if they had tried to make it a modern right. version of Captain America. Although the 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 Ultimates universe, he's created. No, he's created. World War II. He's oh. World War II. Oh, I thought he was created yeah, in the it's regular. All, it's all okay. frozen, all that yep. good stuff. Yeah. So I, th- I, I say go see it. Um, I think, like I said, it, it's amazing the effects that they've done. I There wasn't a sour note in it that made me go, ugh, and yeah. roll my eyes. And I think, again, rolling in, you already know what the story's going to be. Mm-hmm. They freshened it up. There weren't any clunkers. Right. You know, it, it's not as if I can say this was something totally unexpected, like seeing when I saw Memento. You know, I had right, no right, idea right, right. what this was at all. Uh, and then, wow, you're wowed. The one thing, the one strong scene that I wish they had not uh, put out as promotional mm-hmm. is when Tommy Lee Jones takes the grenade and throws it and right, everybody right. runs away and he jumps on, Steve Rogers jumps on it. Mm-hmm. I, I wish they hadn't leaked that because I think that would have been, that would kind of been a cool defining moment sort yeah, of yeah, thing yeah. that yeah. that would have been nice to not have known ahead of time. But So what, kind of, a, what kind of a grade are you going to give this? Give us a, we're, for these movies we've been, when we did Green Lantern, we gave it a... Grade of A through U, or <laughs> F. We, apparently, you can't give Fs in school anymore, so you have to give a U for what undesirable or lame, unacceptable, well, but no failing. I hate that. I would say an A. I mean, I, 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 and and probably just for how tight everything is. I think everything again. I think everything was done well. A A plus. And okay. You know, not it. I'm not sitting here saying it's the best movie that I've ever seen, but it was exactly. But considering you haven't been to the movies yeah. in the last ten years, <laughs> oh, I tell you that weird science. It's got the kid and the guy, and they and they make the, no, the woman lady. Ah, yeah. <laughs> but right, no, so I, I think A A plus from Brian. Yeah, an A plus because 
you know, the whole time I was wondering who directed this. But really, at this point, I don't think it matters who directs these Marvel movies. I think it's not in the direction. I think it's in them somehow coordinating how mm-hmm. all of these are going to flow. And and it really has to come down to listed second as executive director, Stanley. Mm-hmm. He's a master. Yes. I, I'm, sure, I'm sure that they are so happy to write him a check and put his name on these movies for all the hard work he does. <laughs> um, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, him again. Who lets Stanley in? I'm executive producer. <laughs> oh God! Just put his name on it. <laughs> Look, Stanley, if we give you thirty thousand dollars, will you leave? Excelsior! We'll take that as a yes. Get out of here. <laughs> um, I thought I thought it was really solid. I think more so than almost any other movie, this one hit the look. Of the mm-hmm. character, mm-hmm. Um, it hit on the important aspects of the character. It managed to cram an origin story and a death story into into one yeah, yeah. thing. Um, and sometimes, you know, people are like, "Well, the first one is slow and it's an origin story and blah blah." blah. But this one didn't feel slow. Mm-hmm. This one, you know, you learn all about the character as you go, and then everything blows up, and it's fun. Um, there were a lot of there was a lot of humor which mm-hmm. wasn't like slapstick or it wasn't like a big like big smile wink towards the camera. It was just like right. Tommy Lee Jones drops a joke. The the German scientist drops a joke. Right. Like uh the 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 Nazi guy is holding a kid at gunpoint and he throws him into the water and runs off. Yeah, that's and great. <laughs> Steve Rogers goes and he's almost gonna jump in after him and the kid's like, Go get him, I can swim <laughs> Boom, done. That's it. Yeah, you yeah. just keep going. Yeah. And Really, that's kind of what made the movie for me is that there's a lot of continuity nods, red herrings, and little things, but they don't slow the movie down. Mm -hmm. The movie just keeps going, and in the end, you just get this nice story. I would definitely give it an A. I think it's probably... I really did like the first Spider-Man, but it might be the best you know, superhero movie so far really? okay. out of, out of this new class. Okay. Well, and, and one thing I would say is that I can, I could understand some people maybe saying that the first part of it is kind of slow, mm-hmm. uh, just because the pacing isn't necessarily superhero rock'em sock'em thing, but the whole time is character development. They're doing a, a fantastic job of, you know, I mean, they do spend a good chunk yeah. of the time getting us from, you know, introducing Steve Rogers to, uh, Captain America, but I think I think they do a, a fantastic job of it. Why does Marvel movies have to have a musical number? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's just like a musical number dropped right in the middle of the movie. Um, for me, overall, I think people know that this is the movie that I was have been anticipating the most since it's been announced. More so than Green Lantern, more so than The Dark Knight Rises, more so than X Men First Class. Any other movie that's coming out, anything that has. Oh, it's, you know, Transformers is down in the in the basement getting whipped compared mm-hmm. to my expectations. By the and, GIMP from Pulp yeah, Fiction. <laughs> Bring out the GIMP. Optimus Prime does not like the GIMP. Um, I really, I really had high expectations for this movie. And mm-hmm. I think that's really a problem when you have super high expectations oh, yeah. for a movie. That you go in and ultimately you're going to come away not as satisfied as you thought you were going to be. And I got wrapped up into that trap when I went in. Mm -hmm. I really thought this was going to be an awesome movie. I thought it was going to be the best thing ever. I thought I was going to just be sitting there going, Ooh, Rodrigo, look at this party. Um, Holding hands. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Our name is Zola. (laughs) It 
Truman Capote in Kansas. <laughs> we will destroy everyone in Kansas. <laughs> um, Starring ultimate, Matt Damon. Ultimately, though, I was a little disappointed in some of the things that I've talked about. Uh, but overall, I really, really enjoyed this movie. Uh, when I when I think back to our Green Lantern that discussion that we had at Nerdtacular, mm-hmm. and I gave that movie uh, a B plus, mm-hmm. um, this movie is actually better than Green Lantern, mm-hmm. but I can't give it an A plus, so I'm going to have to go with the A A minus on this. Sure, I mean it was good and it's really good, and I think of all the Marvel movies that have come out this year, this is by far the best one. It's better than Iron Man two. I don't know if it's better than the first Iron Man movie. Um, that was real good too. But I mean, it is it is a strong movie, and I will bet monies that by Monday or Tuesday. Well, actually, because of Comic Con, I'm going to bet within the next two weeks we get an announcement of Captain America Two. Yeah, Electric Boogaloo uh, will be in production. I just I'm going to bet that it's that good of a movie. It's that solid of a movie. We need to see what happens. I mean, I know we have the Avengers, but we need to see what happens, what other adventures Steve Rogers is having Mm -hmm. in the 21st century. Um, So, ultimately, for me, A, A minus. I thought it was really good. Just can't go up to the A plus. Can't give it that that super high, I'm a Marvel fan rating. Yeah, and I really, I think this is going to play really well with people who don't know anything about it. Oh, yeah, I think it it will. I think think it's going to be really strong with with just the general audiences. I think it's going to give them what they need. Was there... The visual joke of Zola when we first see yes, him right, looking at the very in, beginning. yeah, and he's a big head. Yes. He's the big head character, right? Yeah, and then, well, the TV, he's uh, the TV head. Right. Guy. Oh, okay. okay. Right. There's like a camera and then a body and yeah. then like uh, in his and chest. it's because it's a screen. That's yeah. that's what the joke is. Yeah, uh, that was funny. And and I guess I could say that that when Bucky dies, they do have a scene after that where he's uh, Cap is kind of you know mourning him, mm-hmm. but. You know, he falls away, and it's done in slow, and he's falling. No. But but then but then sometimes I'm like, oh okay, and I was kind of like, uh, I guess I I don't know what you could have done with it to make it more. Yeah. No, I thought it was fine. I, mean, I thought it was fine. I I, mean, I, I really think a lot of people are going to love this movie. Um, I think this is going to be really big. Do you think it's going to beat Harry Potter this weekend for its opening weekend? Do you think it's going to beat Harry Potter in its second? Probably weekend? not. I, th- think I think so? yeah. I think. No, I, I think Harry Potter is a whole different audience. I mean, it's it's got more of a rabid audience of people who absolutely want to see it. Right. The people who absolutely want to see Captain America are people like us who are, are into the comic book or the mm-hmm. superhero thing. But I think that and those people are taking their kids to see Harry Potter. Yeah. yeah. But I think I think the word of mouth is going to be that uh, in the third week when there's nothing much out, this is going to be the one that you haven't seen. Right. That is so a it'll good dip love and then jump back. Up. Yeah. That, yeah. that is a good love story for the general audiences to go see. Oh, mm-hmm. this is really sweet, right. and it's got a lot of comic book stuff in it. And again, it is from beginning to end self-contained. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in there where you needed to know this outside right, of right. the movie to mm-hmm. get this. So I think it real will do well with general audiences. The boy asked me tonight when when I picked up the tickets. He's like, "Can I go see that?" I'm like, "Well, there's probably some parts you're not going to like." And I think the only parts that he would really be disturbed about was, would be Hugo weaving, ripping off his face. Yeah. That would be the most disturbing part. Uh, the, 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 the guy who falls into the blades of the... Uh, yeah, and just uh, atomizes. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you, you haven't seen some of the stuff that this kid's watching. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he watches aliens getting blown up on Ben 10 all the time. Yeah. So that's not going to bother him. So. The, the, um, 
uh, hats off to the design people once again, though, for the way they took um, the design of the escape vehicle the yeah. Red Skull takes oh, off yeah. in, mm-hmm. the, the rocket-powered yeah, yeah, yeah. helicopter Heli- thing. Oh, yeah, no, all the design <laughs> is just awesome because it's 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 so 40s and 50s. Right, Retro future, and yet uh, yes, and yet so sci-fi. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like the, yeah. the future of that era. It just yeah, yeah. all looks really great. I, I, I thought the sub stuff. was a little too sleek. I, I think for too. my and and the place where they keep the cosmic cube was, I think, a little too techno. Mm-hmm. But other than that, everything else that you see, all of this weird, crazy Hydra technology, just is is, is very cool looking while still maintaining that retro yeah, feel. Yeah. I, I, the only thing I wish they would have done is use the Raiders of the Lost Ark fade <laughs> between <laughs> scenes because because if you yeah, look yeah because it would have been nice for that kind of serial feel yeah, for it yeah. yeah but when you look at uh, the one scene that I think the most is when uh, Red Skull is in silhouette uh, the guy is painting him mm-hmm. and Zola is talking to him and needed the, a wipe. Well, no, the, the, what I was thinking about is the lighting effect of he's clearly looking at him at a window, and it's only the bottom third of him that is brightly lit from the window. Mm-hmm. So, so there's obviously the, you know, the that separation. Slash. Yeah, in the gla- but he's a little darker and stuff like that. And, and again, that reminded me several times of the, the cinematography of things mm-hmm. like Raiders mm-hmm. of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. And again, it reinforced that feel of that time. Right. And I just thought, Again, there wasn't there wasn't all this, you know, suddenly I pulled a penny out of my pocket. No, it took yeah, me back to nineteen eighty two. And then I you know there there wasn't anything that you see that was out of place. I think it was just really well done. Excellent. All right. Well, Brian, thank you so much for stopping in. It's great to have you back on the show after all this time. Of course you people who've been listening know that Brian called in on the show just the other day mm-hmm. and sounded like this i want to talk to you about netflix it's cool to be able to bring in uh, special guests it would have been nice if this movie would have come out during the fifth birthday celebration so we could have surprise guest week but mm-hmm. you know what i think this will be surprise guest week yeah, pretty because much. this weekend we've got a surprise guest coming <gasps> in to do the weekend show is it me no, it's not you, Rodrigo. Sorry, oh, that's it, good because I would hate be a surpri- books. That would be a, that would be a real surprise considering that uh, we already recorded the podcast Sa- on Monday. So. Santa Claus. Oh, and you know what? Speaking of recording <laughs> podcasts, so far this week we've recorded one. We've we've recorded eight podcasts this week. Nice. Now people are going to be going. Where do I find these other eight podcasts? Where do I find? I only know major spoilers Wednesday. This episode, major spoilers Saturday, critical hit. What about these? other three four shows oh we can't tell you about that yet it's a surprise it is a surprise and i think you'll enjoy it and i think people who uh who follow us on on everything that we do will kind of get the idea pretty soon especially those people who follow us on twitter it's at fearsome critter if you want to follow rodrigo it's at major spoilers if you want to follow me and if you're interested in scroll brian it's at big papa mama or whatever it is big papa rama but i i freaked out when my wife told me that a local um a local website there in Salina was following me and that my posts were showing up there. And I've been using this as a way to vent about work. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so I made mine private right away. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so people won't be able to find yeah, that. Yeah, probably not. And but if you're, I, and if you're missing your Matthew action, don't forget at Mighty King Cobra. That's where you can find him. And if you want to find out more news, reviews, information, a whole crap ton of San Diego Comic-Con stuff is still going on for a few days. 
again, depending on when you're listening. Hello, future people. It's all over at Majorspoilers.com. That wraps it up for this episode. Tune in uh, on Saturday. We'll have that other episode. And then next week, we're talking about, is it Strangers in Paradise? And murders murders in Kansas. Or something like that. We'll see you. Bye. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas for future shows, or would like to sponsor a show, send an email to podcast at Majorspoilers.com. Visit Majorspoilers at Majorspoilers.com and be sure to check out the Major Spoilers forum. You can also follow Major Spoilers on Twitter at twitter.com slash Majorspoilers and on MySpace at myspace.com slash Majorspoilers. Fat Dick's revision of Superman I could save a few bucks and stand around And read through the covers of the comics on the stand But although every other page Would be backwards I suppose I could still read the evens and the odds Well I don't know Guess I haven't thought this all the way through Plus as soon as the comic book store guy knew They kicked my butt out on the corner What a major spoiler What a major spoiler Way. If I was hulking green or gray, I could just bust through that brick wall, take their comic books away. But then the little meat would deal with all the tanks and bombs and guns. Have you ever tried to read a series with all that going on? Guess I need to rethink this plan. How would I back and board my comics with such a chance? Guess I already told ya. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a major spoiler What a major spoiler If I'm Stark Raven rich like a man of iron I might not be surprised to find That I might actually have the heart cold To follow an entire storyline But would I really even need To read upon all those escapades I mean, who needs such distractions When your sister's such a babe But the downside is such a beast Being shot up in a fun Being in the Middle East With a King Santo and soldier what a major spoiler What a major spoiler Yeah, yeah, yeah What a major spoiler Whoa, 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 whoa What a major spoiler This has been a Major Spoilers podcast Copyright 2011 Goodbye See you on the next show Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.